What's up, everybody? This is First Down Rundown, sports podcast. Um, I'm Hayden Vozar, one of your hosts. The other host is Azam Kapadia. He's sitting right across the table from me. Um, yeah, this is our podcast. We've been wanting to get this going for some time now. Um, this is something that we both want to do. We're, we both have a passion for sports, especially football. Football is definitely our thing. Um, but, yeah, this, po- this podcast is going to be dedicated to um, things, a- anything surrounding football, honestly. Um, you know, right now, free agency, uh, the draft is coming up, anything that's happening in the next couple months um, surrounding football. And then, obviously, um, you know, once the football season starts, um, you know, preseason, everything like that, we're going to be getting into, um, you know, all, all that good stuff, um, as, as, as well as college football. We're going to be talking about college football as well. Um, and, you know, just our, just our hot takes on that. So, um, you know, sit back, enjoy yourselves, and listen to, you know, this fun-filled podcast, as it, as it says in our description. Um, but before we get into anything football-related today, um, we just want to go over some introductions, um, kind of boring, some boring stuff, but, um, you know, we want to we wanna get all that covered so you guys know who we are, um, so you're not just blindly listening. So, to start off, I'm Hayden Vozar. I am a first year at the University of Virginia. Um, that's that means freshman for anybody that goes to any other college ever. Um, but yeah, I'm studying media studies here at the University of Virginia. Um, I this is kind of what I want to do. I want to do sports communications um, or sports journalism, pretty much anything sports media related, um, because it's my passion and I I'm a firm believer in you know, doing what you love to do. Um, and so, you know, I, I want a career that I really enjoy. And this is definitely something that I'm really excited about doing. Um, and so, you know, we're just going to kind of let this take us where it takes us. Um, so, you know, I've been going on for a little bit now. I'm just going to hand it over to Azam real quick. Um, we'll get into why I don't call him Azam. I call him AZ, but we'll get into that later. Uh, so, Azam, introduce yourself. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I'm Azam. I'm a I'm a sophomore at the University of Virginia, um, and yeah, like Hayden said, like I, I'm a firm believer in you know doing something that you know that you believe in and that you really love, and you want to you know wake up in the morning and you know go do what you want to do. And so you know we've we've had this idea for a long time, and you know we we love to talk football all the time. So you know we're like, why not take it to the to the next level? Um, but yeah, so. Um, like I said, I'm a sophomore at UVA. Um, I'm, I'm a UVA recruiting and personnel assistant um, with UVA football. So basically, you know, I'm helping identify prospects across the nation and, you know, just like helping our staff, you know, and coaches like look at everything that, you know, we want in a player and, you know, writing up scouting reports and stuff like that. So, you know, that's what I bring with Hayden. Um, besides like, you know, just like talking football, just, you know, analyzing players, games, you know, Stuff like that, so, yep. <clears throat> yeah, so, um, AZ's a pretty cool guy, as you can tell. Um, you know, I had to pick a, pick a special person to start up this <laughs> podcast with. Um, so, we're going to get into um, why I call him AZ. This is also kind of like a little fun story for y'all um, before we get into the football stuff. But, yeah, so I, I call him AZ because um, we first met when I was going into my freshman year of high school and he was going into his sophomore year of high school. Um, and we both played football at Henrico High School, which is 
like, I don't know, 15, no, 10 minutes outside of the city, I'd say. Um, the city of Richmond, sorry. And so, yeah, so obviously going into the the summer in between um, my freshman year and, and, and his sophomore year, um, I didn't re- I didn't know anybody, obviously, when I went to the first day of conditioning. And um, and so I saw AZ, and, you know, he, he kind of welcomed me with a warm heart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was corny but <laughs> but yeah so it was it was definitely like it was the first couple of days of conditioning i think and um we were we were in line to like write our names down for the roster or something like that um and so one of our one of our favorite coaches of all time his name is coach e um he was writing down our names and so we were in line to tell him what our names are and so AZ introduced himself to me as Azam at first, and so obviously that's what I thought his name was, which it is, but <laughs> but every, everybody on the team, including Coach E, called him AZ just because it's easier to say. Um, and so when AZ got up to Coach E to tell him his name, Coach E immediately yells, AZ! And I, I was like, I was taken, taken back. I was kind of caught off guard because I, you know, I knew his name, his name was Azam. Um, and so that was kind of like the first nickname that I knew on the team. Obviously, if any of you have ever played high school football, you probably know that everybody has a nickname, like no matter what. There's always one nickname that somebody um, gets throughout their their years of high school. And so that, w- that was his nickname, and it stuck. Um, and so the funny thing is that, like, I, you know, obviously I started calling him AZ because that's what we called him around the locker room and everything. Um, but – our two friend groups, like our, our football friend group was a lot different from our school friend group. So, um, so when I saw AZ in school that upcoming year, um, my first year of high school, I started, I would call him AZ obviously, cause that's what I was used to calling him. And like all of his friends would call him Azam. And so it was, it was, it was kind of weird because, um, you know, I, I wasn't used to hearing Azam and they weren't used to hearing AZ and AZ can tell you that Pretty much all of his friends started yep, calling him AZ. Yeah, pretty much all of his friends started calling him AZ. Um, you know, even in school and everything. So that that's kind of cool. You know, it, it's it's stuck and like that school was cool. Still sticks to, till yeah. today. You know, <laughs> even on campus, people are like AZ. So you know, I think that's something I can't escape from. Thanks to Hayden now. So yeah, dude. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So um, but no, you know, to get into like how I even got AZ from you know Coach E calling me AZ. It's actually like you know one of the funniest stories to tell. So. It was like, you know, my first day conditioning, which, you know, Hayden wasn't there because I'm a year older than him. Um, so my freshman year, I'm there, you know, first of all, it's already unusual because I'm a brown kid, you know, <laughs> trying to play football. So all the coaches are like, yo, what's this guy doing? Are you out of place? Are you, you know, supposed to go play tennis or something? I'm like, nah, I'm playing football, you know? And so they're like, all right, so what's your name? And I was like, Azam. And Coach e was like, what was that? And I had to tell him, like, you know, three or four times. And then he called, like, other coaches, too. And they're like, dude, can you get this? And I'm like, Azam. And he's like, nah, nah, nah. All right, hold up. All right, that's too much. So what we're going to do is we're going to go with the first two letters of the name. So A-Z. Yeah, dude. There's, there's, there's two Z's and two A's in Azam. They're like, there's so too just, many A's, too many Z's. So let's just yeah. go with A-Z. So, yeah, there's just, you know, there, that can kind of – tell the story on its own that you know two a's and two z's way too many a's way too many z's but we love azam you know um so yeah so we've just been friends ever since um best friends ever since for sure um you know and we like we always talk sports and so we we knew that this podcast would be the perfect thing 
um, to get started. And, you know, we just want to have fun with it. Um, and we hope you guys have fun with it as well. Um, so I guess, yeah, that kind of covers all the, all the intro stuff. Um, AZ's. So what do we have like on our timeline? Ah, okay. So we're getting into the, into the juicy stuff. All right. So, um, today we've got, we're going to do kind of like a little recap of the Super Bowl. Um, we're also going to do, um, some NFL trade action, um, some free agency talk, um, we're going to be dis- discussing the golf Stafford trade, which was kind of, it's kind of outdated by now, but we're just starting this now. So you're going to have to listen to it. Um, <laughs> and we're also going to talk about Deshaun Watson. He's been the biggest topic across sports pretty much for the past, uh, couple weeks. And then also we're going to talk a little bit about JJ Watt, but there's not really much there. So we're going to kind of briefly cover that. Um, and then the last thing we're going to go on to is, Urban Meyer and the Jags, and then also um, what we think about Trevor Lawrence being drafted number one. Um, so potentially number one. Potentially, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. Um, you know, our thoughts on that. So uh, to start out, um, recap of the Super Bowl. So obviously the Bucks won. Um, you know, Tom Brady. If if whatever he did in the past didn't solidify him as the goat, this definitely does. Um, he went to. A, I mean, he, obviously he went to a whole new team. Um, you know. Not necessarily nothing to work with because he did he did have weapons um, and he brought with him a lot of weapons, <clears throat> Gronk. Um, but you know, that's that's besides the point. You know, he he's just he's incredible um, for sure, the greatest quarterback of all time. There's um, no debate, no, no yeah. debate on Aaron Rodgers anymore. Yeah, yeah, nobody nobody can say that anymore. I'm I'm sorry. Um, but you know, everybody's heard everything about Brady, and yeah, it's been it's been cool to hear about him and. Um, you know, talk about him and stuff, but I also want to talk about like you know I feel like other Bucks players have been overshadowed by Brady, and you know what I mean by that is um, you know like Leonard Fournette and, and and Mike Evans and you know some guys on the defense, um, Levante David, yeah, Levante David White, da- yeah, exactly, and um, you know Antoine Whitfield Jr. and all them, you know Antoine Whitfield, uh, you know um, a, rookie. A, a rookie, yeah, exactly, um, and so. Yeah, I mean, those are a couple of guys that got overshadowed. You know, we saw, like, Leonard Fournette is particularly interesting to me because, um, I mean, during the regular season, we just, we saw Ronald Jones, like, pretty much all the time. You know, Leonard Fournette was just kind of, um, you know, sitting on on, on the backseat, and he wasn't really, or on the back burner, I guess. He wasn't really, wasn't really doing much. But then playoff time, it just seemed like he automatically just, like, became this starter, you know, the starter for um, the Bucks, and he just, like, automatically became you know their go-to guy um and az was telling me earlier it's it's because you know um bruce arians was saying that he wants to go with the hot hand which yeah. i mean that's that's something that you have to do with running backs you know you exactly. can't like you can't do that with quarterbacks obviously because a, a two quarterback system just won't work yeah. um but yeah i mean I'm, I'm really happy for leonard fournette um you know another guy mike evans he's another pretty young guy um and he gets a ring too so it's it's always cool to see um, younger guys get a ring and, and guys who, you know, have been like Mike Evans has stayed loyal to the Bucks forever. And he, you know, he finally, a lot of these guys have stayed loyal, like Levante David, like, you know, to get into it. I think the biggest reason why they won the Super Bowl, which first of all, like, I think Hayden will agree with me, like not surprised whatsoever. Like I was telling everyone around me for the last two weeks before the Super Bowl that the Bucks are winning. There is no chance. First of all, it's the first time a home team. You know, it's, they're playing in their home stadium. One of the Super Bowl teams are playing in their home stadium. So 
do you really think Tom Brady is gonna, you know, even lose? So like, you know, it was almost bound for them to win. Like, I love my man Andy Reid. You know, I love how he got a Super Bowl last year. You know, he really deserved one. I love Patrick Mahomes. He's definitely the, you know, the face of the NFL. And you know, on the rate that he's on right now, and he wins as many um, as rings or even more than Brady does. You know, he can be the best of all time. But you know, like. There's just like no, you know, there's no chance that Brady was going to lose this. And, you know, to go into it, I think, you know, we have Brady, Brady and we have Antonio Brown, we have Gronk, we have Mike Evans, we have all these players. But, you know, I think the biggest factor in the entire, you know, playoffs was Todd Bowles in this defense. Like Todd Bowles really, you know, he got rookie, he got a rookie safety running the entire defense. He, he's got Levante David, who's been pretty much overlooked, you know, all of his seasons in the NFL because the Bucks have just pretty yeah. much been trash. Like, Josh Freeman was their quarterback for, what, like 10 freaking years? And then Jameis <laughs> yeah. Winston, who, like, did the, you know, the three win and then all that stuff. So, like, you know, like... A, a the W, that was the, the, Yeah. So, like, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I just, like, think that all these players, they had a chip on their shoulder to go and win this. And, you know, in my head, like, what I was thinking and telling people around me the whole, the whole week was, like, look, like, Tom Brady signed a two-year contract. Tom Brady might retire next year. We don't know. Tom, I don't think he'll retire next year. I think he'll either sign an extension or, you know, I, I, I do not think he's going to stop playing football until he literally, like, cannot play football. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I, I think AZ's right with that. Um, I don't see Tom Brady retiring this year. He He's always said that the magic number is 45 when he'll, like, even start considering yeah. um, to retire. And so, yeah, I think even, even if he, you know, doesn't win another Super Bowl um, – Obviously, yeah, he's he's gonna go out. Um, he's he's gonna ride off into the sunset either way. He doesn't even have to win another Super Bowl to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 great for the Bucks. It, I I love to see it for the Bucks. Um, um, and so also, I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the Chiefs too because the Chief. I mean, they didn't even score a touchdown, and that's that's something that like, I mean, when's the last time you you saw the Chiefs not score a touchdown like that? It, it's in, it's insane, dude. Never. I yeah I. It was it was really hard to believe. Um, you know, watching that game, it was just like watching Mahomes run around so much, and you know, he he looked Which like he a, still made amazing yeah. throws with basically he had like I think he had two backup tackles, he had a backup yeah. guard, like a new center, like the man's was like running around the entire night, and like you know, still props to Todd Bowles in this defense, but he just had really no help, and like I think it was the first snap where you know I already knew the Bucks were gonna win, but the first snap. And he was already running around. And so yeah. I was like, I was telling my dad, I was like, Dad, look at this. They're not winning because he has no protection. And where does the game of football start? In the trenches. Yeah, that's, that, that's very true. Um, you know, those those tackle injuries, those really were devastating to the Chiefs. Um, that's, yeah, I think that's a, a really big reason as to why they lost. And especially as to why they didn't score. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I just think that, you know, obviously, like, it's kind of a, I feel like it's kind of like a confidence killer for the Chiefs, um, but you know they have so many. But you many. know they have Patrick Mahomes for like fifteen yeah. more years, yeah. so they're not even worried. You know, <laughs> and he's getting five hundred million dollars. Exactly. So, yeah, so they, you know he's gonna be in KC forever. They're not, the fans. I'm sure. Like you know, I don't think this loss was even that hard on them just because they just won yeah. last year. So that's what I'm saying. Like the Bucks were gonna win. Like there's no way they weren't gonna win. Yeah. They had their chip on their shoulder. They know that Tom Brady's not gonna be here forever. So all these underrated dudes were like, dude. This is this might be the only ring we ever get, so we gotta go and win it. Yeah, yeah, they they really had nothing to lose, honestly. The Bucks, um, and you know, 
we we know how much of an of an advantage um, that is, you know. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the whole Super Bowl um, overview. We don't want to get you know really into too much more because it's already a week old, well, over a week old at this point. Um, so moving on to the Golf Stafford trade. Um, obviously, we know that the Rams sent Golf um, along with two first rounders and a third rounder to the Lions in exchange for Stafford. Um, one thing that I saw in this that was kind of interesting is that it's like it's one of the rare um, like straight up quarterback for quarterback trades. You don't really see that often. A lot of times you'll see um, you know a quarterback being traded for you know like a, a couple other positions and then um, you know a couple a couple uh, draft picks. But we have we don't really see a lot um, you know two quarterbacks being traded like straight up. Obviously, but honestly, like. I, in my opinion, I think the Lions won this trade. Like, I know, like, Stafford is obviously way better than Goff. Um, but, you know, the fact that they got – first of all, Stafford, like, great dude, great quarterback, loves Detroit still. Um, there's no beef there at all. Um, they just had a new regime. Like, they had um, a new GM and a new head coach come in. And so and, – and plus the GM was coming from L.A., from the Rams. So I that connection instantly right there, Goff. To, to the lines like you know you could draw it right there but honestly like with a new head coach and new GM them getting Goff who is still a young quarterback I would consider and you know he's not bad he's a mm-hmm. decent quarterback. if you put him in the right system he'll perform he took the Rams to the Super Bowl right and yeah. obviously they had a good cor- uh, a good defense and everything but you know I think I think it's a win-win for both but definitely the Lions won because you're getting two first rounders and a third rounder like which is amazing and you know, you're keeping Stafford happy too, like who has been amazing for your team for years. And Stafford now, you know, he has he has the opportunity to go right now and win a Super Bowl with Sean McVay and retire a Super Bowl champion. So I think honestly, it's a great trade. Um, I honestly just loved it when it came out. Yeah, I think um, I I did you wait? Did you say the Lions won or the the Rams? The won Lions won the yeah. trade. Yeah, yeah, I, I think for sure they won as well because. I mean, yeah, golf. Golf. He's already pretty, pretty well developed. Um, I think he's gonna have to adjust more to, you know, not so much like play action and not so much motion. Cause I mean, the I feel like the Lions don't really do that much. They're more um, obviously Stafford was was more of like a shotgun guy. He he succeeded a lot in shotgun. Um, Which so, I think Goff can actually yeah. be a better shotgun quarterback. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, for sure. He's. I think he's he's just gonna have to adjust, and it might take some time. But obviously, the two first rounders. Um, you know. If if the if the Lions can utilize that to their advantage, which I feel like in the past they haven't been the best, um, the but best. But now at they drafting. have an amazing GM, and like I yeah. follow all that. And Brad Holmes from coming from the Rams, like okay. amazing dude. Like that guy, like he made he wasn't even afraid to make a block. Like what? When do you ever see a new GM being hired and making a blockbuster trade within a month? Yeah, that's. That I, see, I didn't even think about it. You gotta about, have see, some guts about this. Is, no, see, all right. This, this is what AZ adds to this podcast, bro. This man knows the name of, like, every GM in the NFL. I, I, I'm i going to be honest. Like, I don't I don't know all that stuff. But, bro, this that, that's what I have AZ here for, man. He's he's crazy with that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I think that the Lions won as well. Um, but also, yeah, for the Rams, dude. I mean, honestly, dude, Stafford is a great quarterback, and he – Honestly, he, he could have been a lot better if he wasn't on the Lions for all this time. Um, but they already have so many other weapons. I mean, they had the top defense in the regular season. And he's this past never week. had a defense. When have you yeah. ever had, like, 
think of the Lions having a good defense. Yeah, exactly. He's but, always like he's like probably one of the most clutch quarterbacks in the NFL. When you always see him like in the fourth quarter with like ten seconds left and he scores a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't he have that like broken shoulder one time. Yeah, he, and he just yeah. went out and threw a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, like, he like he like separated his, sho- his so shoulder. It was like a hail mary like three times a year. Yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, man had a he had a broken shoulder or some kind of like separated shoulder and then. Told them to put him back in for the two point conversion. Went out and scored a two point conversion, and then was like, "All right, all right, I'm out now." It's it, yeah. So imagine what he can do with yeah. Aaron Donald, probably the best defensive player, which we'll probably talk about later on. Um, and like just Sean McVay, like probably the greatest offensive of mind in the NFL right now. Like yeah. if he can take Goff to the Super Bowl, what you know, and not win obviously, but what can he do with Stafford with the weapons they have in like Cooper Cup? Um, what's uh, what's his name? Robert Woods. Yeah. Um, Tyler Higby, you know, they have all these weapons around them that, you know, they're going to be ready to go. Yeah. Also, just to add on onto that, like Cam Akers, I oh, think yeah. I think Cam Akers is going to be um, probably a top seven running back um, next year in wow. terms of like fantasy points or whatever. I, I see a lot in him. Um, obviously, postseason, we, we saw, you know, a, 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 cu- a couple good, um, you know, good glances and stuff. But towards the end of the regular season, he really turned it on. And I um, that's one of my hot takes is that I think that that Cam Akers is really gonna, really gonna do them well. Um, but yeah, en- en- enough of that Goff Stafford stuff. Um, we're gonna move on to the Deshaun. hottest topic. Of yeah, today. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Deshaun Watson. I know all of you are itching to hear this. Um, so, so here's the thing. So uh, the Houston Texans are asking basically for minimum three first rounds, three second rounders, and a player. Which that, almost like, is never going to really yeah, happen. Yeah, that's that's. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a trade like that happen in the NFL. Like that, that is insane. And obviously, Deshaun Watson is worth it. I mean, he's top five quarterback right now in the NFL. Um, and so you know, there's there's no question as to why this is such a, you know, such such a big discussion um, surrounding the NFL right now. So, um, yeah, just to get into it, the I I think the the main teams in it right now are the Jets. The 49ers and the Broncos, am I correct? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. So, um, obviously, and you know, the the Jets. I don't, I don't know why players like the Jets, dude. It's it always it always seems like players want to go to the Jets. Like Le'Veon Bell. I I understand that. Um, um, man, what's his name? Uh, dude for the Seahawks. Who? The defensive defensive guy. I'm I'm totally. Richard blanking. Sherman. No, 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 no. Um, he's on the 49ers. No. He rushes off the edge. Jamal Adams. <laughs> yeah, Jamal, Jamal Adams. Adams. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm such a dumb, dumb dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, so I think that Jamal Adams had had a part in like luring Le'Veon Bell in. But okay, I mean, but look, it, but look again, again, new coach. You got to think about uh, Adam Gates. This man, Adam Gates. Who wants to play for Adam Gates? Yeah. Okay, you got Robert Sala now from the 49ers. Yeah. Think about their defense and how good that's they've been in the last like two to three years. Robert Sala comes in. First of all, in my opinion, probably the best head coaching hire of the whole cycle, okay? Yeah. And there's a bunch of them. But not even – forget his defense. Robert Sala is a leader of men. He is someone that will really change the culture of how the Jets will run stuff. And on top of that, their GM, Joe Douglas, coming for Philadelphia. Philadelphia has drafted well, like, almost every year. And he was their assistant for many years. And so – I just think that that combination, they have a really good future. Again, like, we don't know what's going to happen. Like, what I hear and, like, what I think, 
what I think will happen was is that they're gonna roll with Sam Darnold. Um, you know, keep him for a year. I, I don't, first of all, the Deshaun has said, or there's, you know, there's reports saying that he does not want to go to the Jets, which, you know, understandable. They have like no weapons as of right now, but I think Sam Darnold, Robert Sala is bringing, bringing home with him to the Jets, a guy who worked with Kyle Shanahan, I think Mike McDaniel, and he was, he was his quarterback coach or offensive control coach or something like that. And he's bringing him to run a Kyle Shanahan type offense. And why, when I imagine this, when 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 I imagine that, Hayden, you can disagree with me, but I think Sam Darnold can be amazing in a play action type uh, Kyle Shanahan offense. Oh, I have, I have no doubt about that either. I th- I think you're totally right with that, Az. Um, I would I would not argue that either. Um, I think yeah, I think the Jets should roll with Sam Darnold. I think it's just gonna it's just gonna take some time, you know. Like they they need a, a solid running back. They can't keep on using Frank Gore, who's. 5,000 yeah, years old need, at this point. Exactly. They, yeah, they, they need to get some kind of, you know, fresh running back. That, they, got, they got two first-rounders, you know. Yeah. They're, they're, they're at a point. They're, I mean, of course, like, their first uh, pick is the second pick, which, honestly, I'm thinking they're going to – if they stick with Sam Darnold, I think they're going to go receiver, and I think they're going to get Jamar Chase or Devontae yeah, yeah. Smith. Um, Jamar Chase would be amazing for Sam Darnold. Like, that gives him yeah. some freedom. And then the late pick is in the 20s, which I think where Najee Harris is going to go. Yeah. So you can literally just give an upgrade on your offense right there. Yeah, a hu- huge upgrade. That yeah. would be that would actually be insane. I've, I've never really thought about that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, the Jets, they have so much going on. Obviously, the Texans don't want to give Deshaun away, and that's understandable. Um, you know, he— he he is a franchise quarterback, um, and we knew he would be ever since he came into the league. But I I just don't like they don't have anything going for them right now. The Texans yeah. they have absolutely nothing going for them. Um, and when it comes down to it, I mean it's it's Deshaun's choice. We've seen players hold out. I don't think Deshaun will hold out. He's gonna get something done. Um, he has and, the upper hand in his contract. Yeah, the, and the Texans like they're gonna have to cave in at some point. They can't just keep on saying, oh, we're not you know we're not taking. Any you know any calls from any other teams? Like they they can't do that. At some point they have to they have to give in because they have to figure out what they're gonna do for their team. All right, where um, do you think where do you think he should go? Where do you I, think okay. is the best spot for him? I think so. Obviously, we said Jets, 49ers, and the Broncos are like the top are his top three right now. But I also heard something about the Dolphins kind of in the mix, and I, I think that the Dolphins is his best place. And I, and I'm I'm gonna tell you why. So. Basically, like, so you're just gonna they, kick two out? Is that what you're gonna do? Yes, it's one right, year. So, and so we're gonna have two out. Like this that. is this this is gonna be the second quarterback for quarterback trade. Obviously, it would be Tua and a lot more. I don't I don't want to say exactly what because I can't predict that. But um, yeah, I I think I think the Dolphins would be a great place for him. Obviously, because they have a great defense. They were the only defense. I think in the regular season they got a turnover in every single game. Yeah, they were the, they were the only defense that did that. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, obviously great defense, and, you know, that affects the quarterback's play as well. You know, keeping, keeping the quarterback off the field, or I guess on the field, because a good defense yeah. would keep him. But, yeah, yeah giving, giving him the opportunity to go out and score and everything and, you know, kind of taking some pressure off his back with, you know, limiting the other team to And that to offense did semi-well with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, they did, yeah. you know, pretty well. And so, like, and Ryan Fitzpatrick had to, like, you know, come in for Tua at times, which was kind of concerning, but, like, I mean, again, like Tua. I think I think it was like week four when Tua got his first start, and everyone was like, "Whoa, that's too early!" Like I honestly yeah. thought they were gonna sit him for majority of the season, but I think uh, the head coach Brian Flores was like, "All right, let's just see what we got." 
And I just think that was the wrong decision. I think they should have let him sit more. Like, I think Tua, like, just, re- you know, he was coming off an ACL. So he just, like, really needs to sit back, learn the offense, and then come in. So I think he was also rushed. But, you know, I don't think the Dolphins will trade for him. I think that they're going to roll with Tua for one more year. Um, I And also, they do not want to give up. They have, like, two first-round picks, and I don't think they want to give that up, like, this soon. Yeah, it, it, it would take a lot of logistical, um, you know, whatever to to figure to figure out that trade but i also just want to say that like obviously deshaun watson is 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 best in a in a shotgun offense and i think that that um that works perfectly well with miles gaskin their new running back um you know he's he's going to be a star i feel like at some point um and he works best in shotgun because he went to he he was at washington and that's all they ran because any i mean every college ever runs shotgun that's all they run um but I mean, yeah, he's he's a fast, speedy guy that works well in shotgun. So I think I think Deshaun Watson would be a great fit in Miami. Obviously, he already has weapons: Devontae Parker, um, no, Preston, no weapons, Pre- nothing there. No, no, Devontae Parker, yeah. Preston Williams, Mike Gesicki, Mike Gesicki, <laughs> bro. D- trust me when I say this: Mike Gesicki, this man is going to be become probably top five tight end in the next couple of years. If oh, if man. not if not this next year. I he's I'm going with you. he's going with Cam Makers top seven. Now he's going with Mike Gasicki top I, tight end. Hey, uh, we my, might run out of business really nah, soon. <laughs> no, these, these trust me, these hot takes you'll find them to be to to come true pretty soon. Hopefully. Right, well, I, we'll I, I don't see. know. But um now All right, I guess well, well, yeah, no, no 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 let me go into you know what that, I want to talk that about. I was okay, I was gonna okay, say that. Okay. All right, so what I think is the best case scenario for Deshaun Watson is Washington, the Washington football team, okay? And here's why. First of all, you don't have a Bill O'Brien type coach who has GM powers and trades away his top receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, okay? First of all, Ron Rivera is an amazing coach, amazing person. I'm, I'm glad he's cancer-free now. That's amazing. Yes, sir. Um, but, you know, I think well, no one's talking about this, but Washington is in the market for a quarterback. I love Alex Smith. I love it. He knows. Everyone knows. He's not going to be playing too long, right? And, you know, he's fine with that. And, you know, everyone knows that around him. Dwayne Haskins didn't work out. I don't know what's going to happen with Dwayne Haskins, honestly. Like, I, I cannot tell you. I don't, I don't know how he's going to – he's in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh right now. He, he might just become, like, another big Tick, Ben. TikTok who, dancer. <laughs> a big Ben who you think can run but can't really and is really stiff and just fat. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, Washington is – and, you know, I know I love Taylor Heineke. And we can't disregard him right there. But Deshaun Watson, he – Washington has an amazing defense. Chase Young, Jonathan Allen. They have all these Alabama dudes up front. And they got a nice secondary. And I think Deshaun Watson, he's never really had a defense in Houston either. Like, J.J. Watt, obviously, but J.J. Watt couldn't really do everything on his own, right? Yeah. So, Ron Rivera, first of all, with Ron Rivera, you're going to have a consistent seven-win team, at least, at least every season. So, what's that take? A consistent seven-win team without a semi-good quarterback. You can be a consistent seven-win team with someone like Taylor Heineke. Now, insert Deshaun Watson. That becomes like a 9-10 to win team. So 
I just think, you know, you got Logan Thomas, who's emerging as a really good tight end, which, you know, I did not see. Like, Mans was a quarterback, Virginia Tech, boo. Like, we hate Virginia Tech, yeah, obviously. Virginia Tech sucks. But, you know, he's a good tight end. You got Terry McLaurin, that honestly is still underrated, and the man's going to be, like, a star very soon. They got, yeah. you know, a couple of, you know, they got a first-round pick that, you know, I think they'll go offense because, um, you know, their defense is already built. Their offensive line is pretty solid right now, which – I mean, not solid, but they need a build on that. And then you got Antonio Gibson as a running back, which, you know, I think he's going to be their huge, star running back. He's going to be good. So you're set on every major position. Now what do you need? You need you insert Deshaun Watson, and that offense is amazing. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. You're, you're also – but the, the catch with that is that, like, yeah, their defense is so good. They've got so many offensive weapons. But they're, they're going to have to give at least one player um, in, in a trade for Deshaun Watson. You can't – He's not the type of player that you can just trade draft picks for. Um, so, honestly, like, it's, it's, it's just up in the air. Like, you, you don't know what's going to happen. Tough, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's tough to say because, like, yeah, I mean, they, they could get Deshaun Watson, but they might have to give, you know, one of their great defensive players up. I mean, um, give Taylor Heineke. Anyone would take it. I'll take Taylor Heineke. Uh, okay. The so, Taylor Heineke plus, what, five first-round picks? <laughs> That's – <laughs> that, it won't take dude. that much. I think. I think honestly, like if we're realistic, realistically speaking, I think, like you know, you give either your quarterback, whoever's your quarterback right now, or you give like a, a semi. I, I, you know, a team will never give their star player away, especially considering the Texans will be or are kind of desperate in this situation. So they don't have the upper hand. The team who's trading for Deshaun Watson will have the upper <clears> hand. So I think you know you give away top Taylor Heineke, and then honestly, like. Two first-round picks and, like, two third-rounders will do it. Like, I think that would be an amazing deal. Yeah, I think I, I think it would be, too, but we'll just have to see because the Texans are the most stubborn team in his, in the history of the NFL right now. So, um, yeah. So, so speaking I, of the Texans. Yeah, speaking of the Texans, we'll move on to uh, Mr. J.J. Watt. Um, Beast. Possibly, possibly joining his two other brothers in Pittsburgh, oh Derek gosh. and TJ Watt, yeah. which would be just unimaginable. Um, that would that would be great. It, I feel like that would just be great, just like just, just from the watching like, them he, play. He, I'm, okay, but I don't, I don't even see like where JJ JJ Watt would play. He, they already have two great edge rushers in TJ Watt, his brother, and Bud Dupree, because he Bud Dupree should be back by next season. Yeah. Um, so I and then you honestly, put JJ Watt in the middle. I think they run like a, the, a three four, right? I think. Yeah, pro, yeah, 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 put, yeah. Because they have, they yeah. have a bunch of great linebackers. But yeah. like, I mean, would JJ Watt be good in the middle? Like, if, or like if, a if three technique and have J, and have TJ Watt right next to him rushing? Imagine that. I mean, yeah. If if, if you go okay, if if you go like a like a four three, then yeah, I think you could put JJ Watt as yeah, as like, like a three, tackle. Yeah, yeah, as as some kind of tackle and like. Rushing right next to to his brother, that would just be great to see. And then you got Cam Hay Hayward, and yeah. then you got Bud Dupree. Yeah. And then and then wait for it, you got Joe Hayden as your cornerback, and then in the back you got Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Who is probably who, honestly a top three free safety. He right, I right okay now. I I love Minka Fitzpatrick, but I also kind of hate this guy for fantasy reasons because he <laughs> I I had the Pittsburgh defense this I past had the season, Pittsburgh. and <laughs> he he kind of screwed me over like. To, like twice, and it was really obvious, but it was because of his bad tackling, which he's been. I think. I think he's notoriously known for being bad at tackling. I think. But, I mean, he his, makes up for it with getting his, an interception like every I mean, game. Yeah, his coverage stats on Madden are like ninety three, and oh in his tacklings like a seventy four. It's so. It's so bad. He. Oh, oh my god. god. It, it makes. 
it makes me mad, obviously, just because fantasy makes me mad and makes everyone mad. So um, I won't get into that. But, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like – Pittsburgh would be great. P- Pittsburgh would be great. J.J. Watt, um, this past season, like, he – he wasn't as washed up as I thought he was. Um, he had 52 tackles, five sacks, um, a pick. He had two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, um, a defensive touchdown, and then seven passes defended. That, that's one thing, seven passes defended. That's one thing that he brings. That like He's always going to be able to jump up and bat a pass down. If he can't get to the quarterback, yeah. he'll jump up, put his hands up, and like and forget all the stats. He brings amazing leadership to yeah. his team. True, yeah. He's he he's always there for his teammates. It so was a community um, as well. Yeah, that that as well. He was he's he's been um the Walter Payton Man of the Year like like they're like pro- nominee like every year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like when I think it was Hurricane Katrina in Houston or something yeah. like that, and he was like probably the biggest contributor and like helper. Yeah, exactly. And he was also um this past season after the the Texans last game, he was um he was seen with um actually Deshaun Watson like walking off the off the field. Yeah. He said. He, he said, like, he was, like, sorry. Yeah, Deshaun what, Watson was, like, oh, yeah, no, he went yeah, to Deshaun JJ, Watson and was, like, dude, sorry for wasting, like, one of your yeah, prime years. Yeah, exactly. He, so, yeah, like, he said that, that just so goes to show, like, what an amazing guy he is. Yeah. But, okay, so, like, going on from that, you know, Pittsburgh would be, like, the fantasy kind of dream kind of, you know, but that never really happens. That never, like, yeah. whenever you think someone's going to go somewhere and it looks amazing, I just, like, you know, J.J. Watt, like, I think, like, Pittsburgh is definitely going to be in his top three, no matter what and how much money they're giving or whatever. But JJ Watts from Wisconsin, and who's in Wisconsin and who needs help on that defense? Like who? Like Aaron Rodgers cannot do everything himself. Everybody on that defense. Everybody needs help. on the defense pretty much sucks. Yeah. Okay, except for Zendarius Smith, but that's that. That's really yeah, their only and good player. Exactly. And everybody else, like uh, what's his name? Um, Something savage. Kevin King. Yeah, Kevin King and, like, and something savage. Like they, they get burned. Yeah, Darnell 24- Savage. Yeah, they like, get burned twenty four seven. Oh my gosh. But, so bad. And so and so obviously JJ Watt is near the end of his career. I think I think what he maybe has like four more years max. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So where does he want to go? Okay. Yeah, Pittsburgh, right? But Ben Roethlisberger, we don't know how many years he's gonna play. I don't like. I don't think I don't see Pittsburgh winning a Super Bowl with him. Okay, I think that's like, oh, I don't yeah. think that's happening. I think he retires next year or you know the year after. But there's no Super Bowl. They're gonna have to start. You're gonna have to draft a quarterback. Mason Rudolph is not the answer. Dwayne Haskins is not the answer. Okay, <laughs> so just looking at that, I do not think JJ Watt is going to go to Pittsburgh because he wants a ring. He only have has a couple of years left. And who is the best person to help you besides the Chiefs? Which yeah. I think the Chiefs are already kind of loaded on that defense. They're paying too many people. I do like. I think he would. I think JJ Watt would love to go to the Chiefs, mm-hmm. but I just don't think they have the money to pay him unless he's taking. He's willing to take like a minimum, you know, which I don't think is going to happen. But so, who is the next option? Hayden, who's the next option? The Green Bay Packers. All right, so <laughs> we got Aaron Rodgers. Who, first of all, you know, I, I'm a Tom Brady kind of dude, so like I, I really dislike Aaron Rodgers, but. I respect him for his talent. I like. I think Aaron Rodgers is an incredibly talented player, um, and I think like I think he will win a Super Bowl before he retires. Like I think he has to. Like I don't. I, he would regret that for the rest of his life. Like oh, he yeah, needs to sure. win another Super he's, Bowl. He's he's also lost like 
three out of the four last NFC championships, right? Like, yeah, yeah. And then, dude, he, he has to be down bad right now. He, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he is hungry. Devontae Adams is hungry. That offense is hungry. They got Aaron Jones, which might depart in free agency, but they got A.J. Dillon, who was looking pretty solid. Um, they got a solid offensive line. Um, Robert, Robert Tunyon, like, approach this year. He's been looking pretty solid. So, you know, in my opinion, if I'm J.J. Watt, I go to Green Bay. First of all, grew yeah. up in Wisconsin, went to Wisconsin. You know, like, it's his hometown. He loves everything about Wisconsin. So I think that's where he goes. I think that's where he ends up. Yeah, that would – honestly, I would love to see J.J. Watt in a, in a Packers uniform. Um, that's another one that I, I feel like – I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like he would just look good in a Packers uniform. Um, yeah. Uh, so – yeah, so that's that's enough about J.J. Watt. I feel like we've kind of covered everything um, surrounding him. Um, there there's some other places that he's pointed out, but I feel like that could just be you know reporters trying to trying to trying to gain some clout or whatever. So yeah. Um, so moving on to our last topic of the day, we're gonna be talking about um, Urban Meyer and the Jags, and obviously Trevor Lawrence. Um, so obviously the Jags have the first pick of the draft, um, and we all think that they're going to take that they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. Um, so I'm I'm going to let Az kind of talk about this, talk about Urban, Urban Meyer and um, what he means to the Jags and kind of like what he expects with this whole um, first pick. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So Urban Meyer, you know, he was going to stay retired. He was going to stay at like stay out of football. He was ESPN analyst, I think. Right. He was on ESPN. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Um. So he was making money. He was doing good. Like he doesn't have to coach anymore. Less stress. Like I think he had like health concerns when he like retired. And yeah. He um. Didn't he have like a like a stroke or something? Yeah. On the field? Something he, like that on the field. <laughs> it yeah. was. I I don't, I don't want to laugh, but like it. Yeah. It, it was. It was pretty serious. Um, and he was like, yeah, that's it. Like it, no more stress. Cause like I mean, college program. Like now that I like I've been working with UVA for a year. Like. You know, the head coach has the most stress. Like, you don't really have a GM in college football. The head coach oh, yeah. coaches. He does the recruiting. He goes on recruiting visits. Yeah. It's a lot to do. Like, a lot to do. And so, I think, like, you know, Urban Meyer was obviously not going to come back in college football because that's, like, you know, a lot of work. But I think the, there's only one reason why he would come back, and that, that place opened up, and that was the Jags. They had the first overall pick. They have Trevor Lawrence coming, entering the draft. Like, who doesn't? <laughs> not, not, not coming to the Jags. Don't, don't, don't say that just yet. But yeah, but okay, like that's his best opportunity to really, you know, enter football again, enter coaching again, and really like, you know, win a ring. And so, anyone who has Trevor Lawrence, like, not yet, okay, not yet. <laughs> But, but anybody who it's going to happen. It, we, like, I don't know if you guys saw, but at his pro day recently, um, they, they moved up his pro day because he's getting uh, surgery on his, on, his, uh, on, his, on his throwing shoulder. I'm assuming. I, I feel like Which it wouldn't honestly be that, is very concerning to me. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal if it wasn't his throwing shoulder. So it, yeah, so they moved was. up his pro day. And if you were watching the videos, Urban Meyer was with Dabo Sweeney, which, who is a Clemson head coach like sitting standing right next next to him the entire time and he was um standing right in front of trevor lawrence every throw he was making and so right there like you can tell that that's pretty much locked up like he just came to see him throw and trevor lawrence did amazing he went off like amazing and so that just shows right there like why he's pretty much going to be the number one pick but that's what i was saying like urban meyer came back for this only opportunity and 
there's no way they do not. Like, I, I would be very, very, very shocked. Like, I, I don't think the first overall pick has been this, you know, this, like, pretty much fought, finalized in, like, a long time. I know yeah. we had Joe Burrow last year. Yeah. But if you think about it, like, Joe Burrow, like, yeah, he was pretty much confirmed, but not as confirmed as, like, Trevor Lawrence. Like, Trevor Lawrence is pretty much going to the Jets. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to get into that just, just a little bit with um, the whole, like, Justin Fields situation. So, pretty much in the last three, two or three games um, of the, the college football season, including the college football playoff, um, everybody was bringing Justin Fields into the conversation about being – the number one pick and I, I think all of that is just like absolute blasphemy that Justin Fields the only reason why he was brought into the into the conversation was because he had an amazing last two or three games like he, he you know he's not as consistent as Trevor Lawrence has been um, some may argue that Trevor Lawrence has has had better weapons throughout his career but I mean both okay both schools are powerhouses like you, you can't you can't separate Trevor Lawrence from Justin Fields and just say that oh he had he had you know some weapons that were a little bit better. It's like dude, both are power you know powerhouse programs are always almost always in the college football playoffs. And I mean playoff. like you you had like uh, what's his name Trey Sermon. You have Chris Olave. Yeah. It's not like he didn't have weapons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Trey Sermon actually like became probably their star player for the yeah. for the for the last couple of games, and he obviously really complimented Justin Fields because that took a lot of the pressure off of Justin Fields' back um, or shoulders. So. Yeah, I just think that, you know, just the whole conversation about Justin Fields it's becoming... It's yeah, yeah. I mean, the it's, only reason why it's even there is because Ohio State connection to Urban Meyer, but, like, yeah. and that's but, just smoke. Yeah, just and he didn't smoke. he didn't even play there while Urban Meyer yeah, was the he head didn't. coach. Yeah, yeah so exactly. It's, so, yeah, there... I you think cannot, that's all, you've got to be really dumb to pass up Trevor Lawrence for, like, yeah, someone else. It's all know? talk. Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion, like, I don't know, I, I kind of just joke with, joke with some friends about this, but, like, Trevor Lawrence is just the embodiment of, like, just the like the perfect athletic specimen. Like this man, he he's he's built like a quarterback. He has the poise of quarterback. I mean, I don't know. You probably he, think he's attractive he's, too, because I mean, you're like uh, that. I you mean, know, you're uh, you're uh, weird like that. No, no. So you probably think he's attractive. <laughs> oh, no, but I, mean, I know you're trying not to say that, but you know that's where you want to get at. No, no, no. We we won't say that. Um, we, I did see Pat McAfee one time. I have a video of it on my phone. Um, but I was I was actually funny story. I was in I was in quarantine um in college because. I got contact trace for COVID. Never got it, by the way. Um, but I was I was in quarantine. I was watching. Um, I was watching. I think I was watching the Pat Mac, Pat McAfee show, and or it was an interview with him. And he he literally called Trevor Lawrence a, a handsome or tall, handsome, ball slinging quarterback. No, long haired, <laughs> tall, handsome, ball slinging quarterback. That's what Pat McAfee said about Trevor Lawrence. And I had I had to record it on my phone because it was it was hilarious. But like. I mean, he, he is that. Like, if we're, if we're being yeah, honest, like, he he is amazing. He's he has. Six, I mean, five, he's, six, six. Yeah, and he's been like he's been the most decorated recruit out of high school since Andrew Luck. Like that that was his yeah. thing. That yeah. was his thing coming into um going into college, and obviously now he's like his first season that he played. They're like they're wishing he entered the draft because man's like they won their the national championship right the first full season he played. I think. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. As a true freshman against Alabama. He, yeah, right? that was – yes, yeah, yeah. It was against Alabama, and then um, the next season was – the next season was the one that he lost yeah. to LSU, right? And then – Yes, yes. And then, yeah, this this past season. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, I just think Trevor Lawrence – obviously both AZ and I agree on that, that Trevor Lawrence will be the number one pick, that he'll be going to the Jags. And 
Um, he's got a lot of weapons around him in Jacksonville as well. Um, James Shard, yeah. Yeah, James Robinson. Oh, he's, yeah. He became, yeah, he became a, a great running back this past season. Honestly, he, he was probably one of the biggest fantasy steals um, of this past year, in my opinion. Um, and so, yeah, they've, they've got some, some good wide receivers with them. Um, and then, I mean, their defense – it's it's I feel like it's just kind of middle tier. Um, but that's where I but, worry. Like I just I don't I don't know how Urban Meyer is gonna be. Like the transition from college to the NFL. Like we saw Nick Saban try the NFL. It did not work out at all. Yeah. Nick Saban's amazing coach. Um, and he's amazing in college, but he just would not be you know even like he would probably just be average in the NFL. So I don't know how Urban Meyer is gonna be. Um, their GM, Trent Balky, like he was a 49ers GM like a couple years back and, you know, he wasn't that great. So I just like, I don't know how they're going to build that team. Like, I mean, I understand Urban Meyer, like it knows a lot of people has a lot of influence, but it's a whole different game when you're in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. Um, we've seen that time and time again, but, um, that's about it for the Urban Meyer dra- Jags and Trevor Lawrence, um, shebang. I think that that's probably going to wrap up our podcast for today, um, first episode. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Um, thank you for listening all the way through. If you've gotten to this point, you're a real one. Yeah, um, we love all you guys. Yeah, still yeah, all, yeah. The really. ones still listening, you guys are 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 are, are true real ones. Yeah. Um, and we thank you guys a lot. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell everyone. Yeah, for sure. Tell everybody you can to listen to this podcast. Um, any sports fan you know, even if they're not a sports fan. They'll get to learn a lot about football. And, know? yeah, and they'll, they'll get to listen to two goofballs two goof yelling back and forth at each other yeah, um, and exactly. having fun. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, and we will we will catch you guys next time. We don't know when that will be, but hopefully sometime soon. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and goodbye.